Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Before we get into this MMA episode with John, Happy New Year if you are listening to this at the start of January. And a shout out to everybody who's in the crazy fire stuff that's going on in particularly east coast of New South Wales and into Victoria. Uh, Our thoughts are with you and we hope you get through it okay. And just on that, if you are listening and you've got a spouse or a partner or somebody that you know who's a firefighter, volunteer or paid, who listens to this podcast ordinarily, can you flick me an email, glenn.james at sortyourmoneyout.com, just with their name. Uh, and a little bit about them because I'd like to give them a shout out when this uh, this crap settles down and I might chat to John to see if we can do something cool, not sure. But uh, yeah, I'd, I'd really like to know if there's any listeners in our community that are firefighters. Keep well and keep with one another and keep safe. Now, two other things. I trust you've seen via our Facebook group or this podcast or Instagram that we have launched My Millennial Career. We've had so much positive feedback to Shell and M as they've launched the first few episodes of My Millennial Career. So, make sure you jump over, subscribe. And if you do listen on Apple and you do like it and you think it's pretty cool, would love a little review just to let other people know a little bit about it uh, so it can help them. And finally, in February, February the 6th, John and I, and the M3 team, we're coming to Sydney. So, if you are keen on coming to an M3 IRL in real life, we are doing that Sydney. We're doing it at Finder Head Office. So, thanks to Finder for helping us with that. And we've got a live event partner, Your Home Financial Solutions. So, we'll be answering your mortgage questions as well. So, if you are interested in coming along, these tickets are limited and we limit these tickets because of venue sizes and we want to keep it intimate. So, I think we've only got under 50 tickets. So, they're going to go fast. So, you better get onto it. There'll be a link in the show notes for M3 IRL in Sydney. Welcome to my Millennial Answers. I'm Glenn James. You're with John Pigeon as well. I don't know where half these bloody questions come from, but the first one... We don't make them up. We don't make them up, but this one, it's coming from Healthy Happy Habits. I'm 25 and have 175k saved in the bank. That's wow. savage. I've always wanted to buy. She's a Sydney gal, but feel conflicted. It doesn't look like I can buy something decent where I'd like to live, two bedroom. So, maybe I should invest in a not so desirable area and rent it out. I have no clue about suburbs that are good to invest in at the moment. Where can I go to find some trusted resources to find out more information? Or should I give up on my property dream for the moment and look at shares? Or why not have both? Why not have both? Healthy, happy habits. So, do you want to well do you want to speak to that more around the rent vesting and uh, her situation? Twenty five year old Sydney gal with yeah. a whopping one seventy five k saved. Yeah, and we so, don't know if it so was inherited or first, whatever. Well, saved hopefully means that she has uh, true. Yeah, 
got some sweat and tears over it. Mm. So well done. Congratulations on that achievement. Um, but yeah, you're right. 175k as a deposit doesn't get you a McMansion in Sydney, does it? So first thing I'd say is, where is your long-term home? Do you know where that is? What suburb is is it in? And what does it look like? If we can't get in there, which sounds as though you probably can't, then maybe we need to look at rent vesting because 175 as a deposit gets you into a lot of property markets or cycles around the country as we speak. Now, that may mean also looking outside of Sydney market. As we know, in the last three to four years, it's had quite an amount of growth and the actual momentum isn't slowing a lot at the moment due to a lack of supply on the market. So I would be saying to myself, right, I want to I want to invest in property. Don't give up on that dream. Uh, we've just got to look outside the square a little bit more, which probably means getting out of Sydney to go and do that. All right now, where do I go for help? Um, I'm your answer, basically, is what I'm saying here. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, like you've got 175k saved. Mm. You want to get serious about buying a property. You know, if you're going to spend 500 grand on a property. Why wouldn't you spend three and a half grand and work with John for 12 months? Well, well, like if you are serious. Yeah, if you're serious, absolutely. And, and that'll be very personalized. I'm, I'm not here to sell the product, but even the online academy for 399 gives you the ability to, to learn a hell of a lot more about property cycles than what we're reading in the newspapers right now. Hotspots and not spots, property strategies, all those sort of things. So... It opens your world up to a, a whole range of opportunities and, and gets us to think outside of the box, uh, but dig deep about what you actually want as a person and what, what are your lifestyle goals over the, over the short term, long term. Um, so yeah, the last part of it is, do I just give up and go into shares? Well, if you enjoy shares and you can understand it and you can you can own it like you do property, then absolutely knock yourself out. You can buy a truckload of shares for 175 grand. Um, is that going to be the best outcome for you, for you, for you to be able to sleep at night and be comfortable with that? Have you finished? I have. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> I wasn't listening. I was trying not to sneeze because my mouse. I had to spray like WD-40 in it because it was squeaking. Uh, but yeah, I, I would probably. I don't know. You've you've just got yeah. If I was in your situation, if you are listening, whoever you are, I'll do a clarity. Triple H. Yeah, Triple H. I'll do a clarity call with John because you know there's too much going on. You've clearly got good savings habits. You're clearly good with managing your money. You're clearly switched on, but you just need some direction. Mm. Uh, so have a clarity call with John. Spend the hour with him, and yeah, it's um. A good position. Hegs, what to do with an inheritance when you're not ready to buy for another 12 to 18 months as you're a full-time student, intermittent part-time slash casual employee till basically the end of the year. So we'll just we'll just say like you've got some money. On My Millennial Money, we did a full episode on inheritance and I should have referenced it, but if you just scroll down, uh, you'll see it there. Yeah. Uh, what to the episode's called Cashing In on That Juicy Inheritance. Huh. 
Now, I would probably say uh, what to do with an inheritance and you clearly won't buy for another 12 to 18 months because if you, it's sounding like you want to buy a house, you're going to need an income to assumedly get a mortgage to add to that inheritance if it isn't a, enough just to, you know, pay, pay outright. Yeah. I would probably just put it in an online savings account in a different bank that's already in your ecosystem and forget about it. Mm. Delete the app off your phone. Don't have the internet login. Pretend like it doesn't exist. Yeah. Because the worst thing that you can get into, and I don't think you will because you've started, you've actually asked this question and you have a bit of a long-term plan in place. So you're certainly not as loose as what I am. <laughs> um, but yeah, just if you've got any little lingering debt or credit cards, yeah, sure clear that yeah if you've got a piece of crap car maybe upgrade slightly you know if it's a 300 grand inheritance i'm making a number up yeah sure buy a 15 grand secondhand car good quality with cash like absolutely but just don't death by a thousand cuts like don't and i don't think you will so out of sight out of mind that's the best thing to do and over the next year how can you research it might be john's online solvair wealth property i don't even know what's it called it's his online course okay <laughs> yeah i think there's uh, and there's a link to that in the show notes if you want to check that out yeah we we put a in this world that we're living in i it, i just get the feeling a lot of people are just wanting to do things next week next month and not holding off for 12 months 18 months when it's practical because we think life's going to end right we want it tomorrow don't we so it's a it's a 20 30 year 40 year 50 year plan mm. right 18 months is is going to make bugger all in the whole scheme of things isn't it totally and but use this time to research yeah i want you to yeah. be open like if you are buying a house to live in for example over the next 18 months get, make your own spreadsheet yeah look at the suburb and track properties mm. like john talks about some outrageous thing about looking at 100 properties i mean that's to me that blows my mind but you've got time yeah and it doesn't cost money so what if you started and i'm not saying go to inspections no. but keep an eye on the real estate app set alarms with new ones in your area come up for sale just see and you could even rate them you'd be like two bed one bath mm. but even step I don't know, back just, a, bit, a yeah. bit and say well what are my goals what do i want to achieve if it if it is buying a property like Am I going to rent vest? Am I going to buy to live in? Like thinking um, outside of the square for different options to then drill back into what I think I'll do in 18 months time. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really good. And as well, like I'm kind of with the inheritance thing, I'm maybe of the view that when you spend the money, would it put a smile on the person's face who gave it to you? So I'm not talking about going and buying cocaine and having a snow party. <laughs> I mean, you do you, but whatever, John. Um, I'm talking about if it was 300,000, I'm just making up a number. Yep. Let's carve out 20 grand. Let's buy the new car and new, I mean, secondhand. You're at uni, so or whatever, full-time student, so... Yeah, sure. Spend the two grand or go on a nice little holiday or do Europe for six weeks after you've... You know what I'm saying, John? Like, just 
carve out a portion to enjoy and buy an experience that you could only do. uh, Yeah, 10%, no more than 10%. It's probably a good rule, I guess. Um, Blow 10% on experiences. Yep. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Nancy, my husband who bought two investment properties prior to our marriage wants to purchase another. Well, he's thirsty, isn't he? I'd like to start paying down some of the debts we already have, e.g. our car and our house. He's either way way wrong. He's 27, she's 25, and baby is three months. Just uh, not getting too much sleep. Uh, Nancy's a bit stressed, I can feel. Mm. Husband's gung-ho with his property journey, and uh, we've got a three-month-old that's not sleeping, maybe. Yeah, maybe daddy needs to just press pause on wanting to take over the world no, for the 12 daddy, months. No, daddy, get going, no, daddy. I, just go. <laughs> I just wanted to say daddy. Yeah, who's your daddy? So, I think um, the the part of that that says, well, we've got car debt. Yeah, that's got to go. We've got to get rid of that, don't we? Unless we're a business owner, we can claim some deductions. I mean, yeah, we need to seriously look at the bad debt in our life and get rid of it. Um, the house is... Um, I'm not sure if that's the home we're living in or she's talking about one of the investment properties. I'd be reluctant to pay massive chunks down on our investment property if we're saving for our own home to live in or we've got car debt. We need to get rid of that first, don't we? Um, So no, not either way is wrong. I would be pushing for that third property if, if husband wants it, but we need to ensure that our finances are in order We've got buffers in place. We've got bad debts removed from our life and uh, and we've got a clear path forward. Again, I'm presuming there's only one income here with uh, bubs at three months old. Yeah, and again, and I've said it a billion and a half times, I ain't no relationship expert, but I'll pretend to be right now. I think regardless of the question, there's a seed of doubt in Nancy's mind so the question is, are we both on the same page with our goals? Yeah, that's right. And, then, and they may be living totally separate lives when it comes to com- communication about money. So you may just need to grab a glass of what, wine. And- you and Amy? Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's financial abuse. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no um, retracted. But yeah. Uh, yeah, just that simple communication, isn't it, around mm. finances and the journey, what's the next five to 10 years look like? How many kids are potentially we're having? Are we thinking about kids schooling? All those things that I'm entrenched in at the moment. Yeah, totally. Mia asks, how do you know what companies to research when looking for stocks to invest? You're one. Yeah, I mean, I am very reluctant to buy single stocks because I think the risk is not worth it. If you were buying single stocks, I probably would do it with less than 10% of my net worth outside of my home. Just because, and I'll give you an example, John. I've got 50 grand to invest and I buy Telstra shares with 25 grand and CBA with 25 grand. Telstra could take the biggest hit on the planet and half of my wealth has taken the biggest hit on the Mm. planet. Mm. So, I like the idea of ETFs, exchange traded funds or like a managed fund or something that spreads out the investment. So an ETF might invest in 200 different companies. So it will be a smoother process. But So when you talk about um, money invested outside of your 
own family home. Sure. Are you saying, okay, I've got 100 grand in the bank. Yeah. No more than 10% of that. So 10 10 grand is what I'm going to risk in single stock shares. Yeah. 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 And the same type of logic I would do with um, precious metals, you know, gold, diamonds and all that stuff. Because when it's so speculative, and I put single stocks in a risk portion of speculative in terms of the risk that it could go up and down. Yeah. Single stocks. Like ASX 200 you're talking or just general stocks? Any single stock. Yeah. I personally believe there's a lot of risk. Right. And that's why we need to quarantine that risk. Yeah, okay. But that's not for everyone. That's just what I yeah. do. I mean, I, I there's a company that I'm looking at that I am tempted to put some money in, but it's only for personal interest. Yeah. And I don't want that to turn into a thing. I'll rephrase. I don't want the danger to be that Glenn James thinks he's an advanced stock trader and well-researched. Yeah. So, that's why I'm quarantining that to 10% of my net worth just as a guide because I... There's data. Like, there's a data... Um, and I'll just get it up now while everyone's listening. Yeah. And while you're doing that, I, I, I probably work around about 2 or 3% of investing in single stock shares because I clearly know nothing about it. Right now, I'm looking at my portfolio here as we speak. I bought some NAB shares four years ago for $29. Today, they're $25, right? <laughs> yeah, but the, the banks, it's a, uh, it's a dividend play. It's not a... Um, it is, yeah, and it's a long-term play, but the, it's a, yeah. it, as coming back to your point, it's a bit of play money on the side. Um, it's not the focus of our future wealth. I'm just there's a there's a study um, that Berkeley did and I forget the name of it but they actually studied it was the risks of individual investing the risks right but basically what I'm getting at is statistically if you you will not beat the index in terms of return yeah so that's what I'm getting at like when looking for stocks to invest if you are interested in some company like A2 Milk has just gone off the planet. It has, isn't and, it? And like Afterpay, all these, all these companies have just gone off the planet. Is that because they need milk in China or something? I think so. There's, yeah. some, I think a Chinese, I, I don't know. I, I forget. There was another Formula company. Formula Milk or something. Yeah, there was some, anyway. But I guess what I'm saying is if you buy one stock and it goes through the roof, yeah. you think you're a complex, sophisticated investor. Yeah. You're probably lucky. Yeah. Where if you had that hundred grand... Why would you want to manage it yourself when the data shows that you will not outperform the index? Yeah. Yeah, it's fair. And I wish I could, I'm just going to, I'm going to pause this recording and I'll come back with um, what the study is so I can show everyone. So hang on one sec. All right. I found it. I'm back. Cool. It's, if you Google and I'll, I'll put it in the show notes, the link to it. It's an article called Trading is Hazard to Your Wealth. And it is by a dude, uh, the Journal of Finance. If you Google trading is hazardous to your wealth, Berkeley, trading is hazardous to your wealth, the common stock investment performance of individual investors. And it was this huge study, like it's a 35 page document. And it's got, see this here, John, it's got the um, average individual with the turnover, they do some turnover. And the S&P index fund, 
look at the net and the gross returns. Mm. So, the, so the individuals lot lower. Yeah. So the net return of the S and P five hundred is higher than the individual average. Yep. <clears throat> uh, over <clears throat> X amount of people studied. Yeah. I mean, and they just use the Vanguard index. So, yeah. okay. Um, and the thing like, and it shows you here the frequencies. So mm. the, the people that do high turnover trading, if you look at the, look at this, that black line there, net return, high turnover, bam. But the people who have low turn- turnover. Better return. Better return, but yeah. still on average will not beat the, uh, the index. Yeah, there you go. Interesting. Good facts right there. Yeah, so research. But again, like your Comsec and all that, if you do want to research individual stocks, Comsec, E-Trade, all the online brokers, they've got research and stuff. Yeah. Um, Knock yourself out. Yeah, but uh, keep the risk quarantined, I would say. All right, bye.